Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Right, I think we're ready. Zoom is recording. Zoom. The day my heart went through, which is why I write the jingles. <laughs> Hello, welcome everyone to another thrilling and exciting and 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 and, and excellent podcast called here, Whatever here, Works. Here, here, mate, how do you know it's going to be thrilling and exciting? We ain't done it yet. I've got the I've got the foresight. Okay. I've got the insight. <laughs> did, did, my, my friends call me Nostradamus. <laughs> okay. Hello, Mr. Darmus. <laughs> We're recording at the kind of towards the end of February. Uh, sorry, January, February. Wishful um, thinking. <laughs> yeah. Room, uh, sorry, room, show 129. Um, I was thinking of room 29 there. Show 129, Friday the 22nd of January. And we are talking <sighs> to you about whatever works. Don't forget to head across to the MeWe group, of course, as always. Thank you, everyone, for going across there and letting us know whatever works in your lives. We'll bring all of that stuff to the shows as we go forward, and you'll find links to in the show notes to me, tedsalmon.com, and aidenbell.com is for Aiden. That's enough, isn't it? Good grief. It's a consummate professional, sir. Consummate professional. Yes. If you want to buy me a coffee, then feel free. Um, PayPal.me. Sorry, forward slash Ted Salmon. But more importantly, if you want to um, contribute to the show, whatever works directly, you can do that by sending an Amazon gift voucher to my email address, which I won't say on air, um, but uh, links in the show notes to that, of course. And we'll make sure that we keep um, being able to buy stuff to review on the show. Talking of which, buying stuff on the show, feedback from the last show, Robert McCrowan. We were talking about... Um, AliExpress and what a good outlet it was for buying stuff on the cheap as long as you're prepared to wait for it to be shipped from Hong Kong or whatever. AliExpress operates as an agent, says Robert. So the store does not get paid until you confirm receipt of goods. I bought a £300 cordless vacuum that did not turn up. You are asked to contact the seller first, which I did, who suggested I wait another month to see if it arrives. AliExpress must monitor the mail because they wrote to me to say they agreed and I had waited long enough and within 24 hours the money had been refunded to my credit card. The card uses Amex and I contacted them to ask if AliExpress... AliExpress was safe to use and they replied they were very confident about them and they were happy to be associated with them. So I would say that yes, you can safely use them for anything, even if it is an expensive item, which is what I was questioning on the last show. Um, as an addendum, though, he does say, uh, watch out, because of Brexit, we've now had to pay VAT at the point of sale. So the prices will be a little higher, but import taxes are only charged on packages pulled for inspection. So, um, yes, uh, yes, uh, there's some mixed feeling about the VAT issue on that, as was spoken about in the MeWe group. But, um, yeah, AliExpress, um, as Robert says, maybe we should have more confidence. 
I'm, I'm very grateful to Robert because I think also I expressed on the last show that I've almost never used AliExpress and wasn't quite sure whether I would want to trust them or not. So, yes, thank you, Robert, for that. And especially if his bank have also stood up and said, yes, they're trustworthy. I wonder, you know, Ted, you remember last week we talked about Amazon and who, I f- forgive me, I forget who it was who ended up with a free scooter worth 500 quid from Amazon. I've blotted oh, his Philip, mu- name Philip from Tomlinson. my I've blotted Philip's name from my mind. I'm so jealous. I wonder <laughs> if Robert's going to end up with a £300 cordless vacuum that's just going to show up having already received the oh, refund. Yeah. Might do, actually. You, 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 you could be right. But, um, yeah, the other thing, the other trick is that I think I might mention on the last show is just always use a credit card because at the end of the day, if anything goes wrong with a credit card payment, you can claim back from the credit card company. Um, and if it's a debit card, then you can't. Or if you send a cheque, who sends cheques? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, my mother received a cheque today and asked me if I could pay it in for her. I said, <laughs> no. <laughs> Mind you, you can photograph cheques now, can't you? You can Depends use your which phone. Depends you're with. Right. Yeah. Uh, some banks do that now and some don't. Um, but when I last inquired about photographing cheques, because I was really jealous of it back in the day, like about 10 years ago, um, there was not any UK banks that would do that. In the US, it was widely um, uh, adopted, but there was none in the UK. But I do believe now that there are some. But that, one of the arguments was, well, cheques are going out. Why would we start a new system that did that? Do you think today's show is going to be a long one? I reckon it is. Well, you know, you've just you've, you've broken the the um, better before box already, <laughs> haven't you? Um, talking about cheques versus oh, modern yeah. payments. Yeah. Well, anyway, listen, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see what, what, what the situation is and I'll feed back if I have any fun or joy or yeah. success or otherwise trying to pay in a cheque. Long-handled shoehorns, says John Husband. Yay! John says, I bought this long-handled shoehorn on Amazon and it's great. It cost £8.99 and worth every penny. Link in the show notes to a long-handled shoehorn on Amazon and it does look great. Do you know, Ted, I used to use these a lot back in the day when I lived in Vienna and I was uh, gigging a lot and attending functions. I, I mean, a shoehorn was part of my daily attire but now that I'm semi-retired and living at home and, and living in these wonderful Kaibon soft shoes that I've talked about on the show before, I don't think, I can't recall the last time I used a shoehorn. Did right. you, have you been a shoehorn or are you a shoehorn user? No, I live in Crocs. I, I almost, apart from going to bed, I almost literally um, live in Crocs. And so I've got no need for a shoehorn at all. But my dad's got one. And as people get older, um, it's really useful to not have to bend down to do those things. And absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Eight ninety nine is an absolute um, a bargain for people that, that need that facility. Um, and it, it makes you independent longer, you know. And smarter too. Thank you, John. More feedback from the last show um, was about that um, LED light thingy. Oh, yes, I was asking about that, wasn't I? Yeah, it looked like a fan. Yes. And um, Ian Watson said that um, each segment, in answer to our question, each segment can be moved independently and individually. And so, yes, you can um, fold one of them up and not the other one, and you can, so direct the light in different angles at different parts of the room. So, yes, I think that was my question that I asked, and that makes it even better. It was also my question, so Ian has answered both of us, and I curse you, Ian, because now I'm going to have to buy one for the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They look really good. I want I want to have the need for one. Yeah, there's a new topic. I want the need for one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen McBride, I don't curse you, sir, at all. I, I, I shake your hand. Oh, I'm not allowed to shake your hand, am I? I, I? I elbow bump you and thank you for your solidarity on NFC tags. 
Yeah. Uh, you remember me rabbiting on about NFC tags, yeah, uh, yeah. which reminds me, I've forgotten to use the one that I set up today to stop my phone ringing during podcasts. So if, uh. <laughs> if you hear any noises, it's because the NFC tag works. I just forgot to tap it. We, it's like saying, you know, you don't just buy the gym membership. You have to actually go to the gym. <laughs> Stephen says we use several NFC tags around the house. Um, for different tasks, mostly outside in the garden where a switch couldn't be placed for security reasons or due to the weather. We use Home Assistant at home, which combines all our IoT and smart home devices into the one ecosystem and mobile app. NFC Tags works alongside Home Assistant to create secure switches. That is only with the app installed in the phone and the required login credentials can operate the switch. Our NFC tags can open the garage door, switch on and off the driveway and external house lights and turn on off the entrance hallway lights from outside the house. All these tasks are nothing that can't be achieved within the app, but when heading out or returning home, they save a few seconds of fiddling with a quick scan of the tag. At 50p each, they're completely waterproof and easily replaced. We use them daily. There we go. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, I've I since I've set up my NFC tags, I must confess I haven't done any more, but I have been using the ones occasionally that I have set up and I'm enjoying playing with them. I discovered um, really one of the biggest negatives for me personally with NFC tags is that other than the Google speakers, which pepper our house, but which Julie Wills very kindly helped me to ascertain are not controllable at all with NFC. Um, yeah. I've only got two smart devices. I use Philip Hue lights and I have a Natatmo uh, smart thermostat in my studio. But neither of those I can see any need or desire to want to control with NFC. So as we said in the last show, wonderful idea, but you do need a use case. And you're probably detecting between the lines here, Ted, that I've discovered I don't have much of a use case for. <laughs> them <laughs> but thank it you Stephen Stephen obviously does and for those that do need them and require them and can find a good use for them I still maintain that they are an excellent ting what you may find a use for is a smart toilet <laughs> <laughs> now the Toto wellness toilet is the new thing that I picked up on guess where Yanko um, and it's a smart toilet which scans your body and feces in order to detect any health issues. It therefore might tell you, for example, to eat more fibre. Um, Toto says the wellness toilet is only a concept for now and will um, be coming out to consumers in a few years. Um, and so, yeah, basically it has sensors all in it. It analyses the stuff that goes into it. It somehow using sensors um, knows what is in it um, and um, tells you what you're eating badly and what you're eating well and how you should adjust your diet. Ian Watson jumped in here and said last year it was reported um, about the smart toilet um, that had an anal print technology so knew who was using it. <laughs> Even an iPad doesn't have multiple user profiles, he says. <laughs> um, it's a poo scanner, isn't it, basically? Yeah, basically. I mean, when it comes scanner. down to it. But the, but the interesting um, bit about the first one is that if it ever does come to market, um, is that it's a bit like a, a fridge that tells you what you're short of and yes. what date, what's got a, a, a long date on it and a short date on it. Um, just clever sensor stuff going on, I suppose. Now, obviously, this appeals to my schoolboy sense of humour. So if I can try to put that to one side for a moment and be serious, <laughs> I appreciate a fridge that tells you when you need to order the milk because your your life and your health are not going to depend on it. My concern about the, the wellness toilet and the poo scanner is in the same way that I've somehow never quite trusted heart rate monitors and fitness tracking in watches. I don't know that I would really want 
to trust any data that came to me from my toilet. If my toilet said to me, you know, oh, you, you need to eat this, you need to stop eating that or eat more of that or do this or do... I, I don't really want to take medical advice from a gadget in the loo. I do understand that. Um, but but uh, you see, this is another kind of Star Trek-y thing, isn't it? You, you can imagine, not that they ever did put this on Star Trek, I've no doubt, but um, <laughs> you can imagine yes. the, the USS Enterprise doing this. And also, they, they, don't they say that about the, um, the, the spacecraft, the, the, um, the ISS and, and, and astronauts that have this kind of stuff going on? Oh, absolutely, but that probably costs hundreds of thousands of pounds to develop and produce, and this thing is now going to cost, what, a hundred quid or something, if that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for a bit of fun. And of course, there's always a thing, if your toilet does tell you that you've got some dreadful disease at least you can then go ahead and have yourself properly checked medically yeah, yeah, but yeah. um yeah i mean fun more than serious information i would say at this stage yes but any, anything to do with scanning your poo that's going to appeal to my sense <laughs> let's move on <laughs> indeed philip tomlinson whose name i forgot a little while ago apologies again for that philip brings us barcelona's sustainable christmas initiative he says, um, here in Barcelona, the city steps up, the city sets up hundreds of wooden pens for people to drop off their Christmas trees. Rather than being thrown away, they're taken away and replanted so they can be used again next year. I think it's a nice way to prevent all those trees being left to die and people do seem to use them. And there's a lovely picture that Ian's provided showing us a pen of poor <laughs> orphan Christmas trees waiting to be given a new life. I have to confess. Ted, when I saw this on MeWe, I actually didn't know that it wasn't already a thing. In my naivete, because I don't think I've ever bought a Christmas tree in my life, I assumed that's what everybody always did with Christmas trees, was have them recycled. But then that's me being naive. So, yeah, Philip, it's smashing. And I wish, uh, with respect, I wish I was right. I wish it was something that we all did all the time already. But since we don't, then thank you, Philip, for bringing the Barcelona initiative to our attention. I think the, the, the general idea is that if you've got a garden, then you just plant it after. I bet you, um, Ian Barton, does i bet you he um when when he's finished with his tree takes it outside and 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 puts it in the earth and then it's good for next year or just leave it there to grow and return to the earth or possibly have a a, an area of land that's got a veritable forest of christmas trees and you actually just bring yourself a new one each year i'm sure he probably has (laughs) hello ian Thank you for supporting okay. us. And also thank you, Philip Tomlinson, for being our number one supporter. I was totting up the contributions that people have made last week. And Philip um, is, the, is the, the leader out there. So thank you very much, Philip, for your Oh, your Philip, ongoing I apologise again for forgetting your name. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course others, not just Philip. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, there are lots of people that chip in. So thank you to, to all of you. Indeed. Including Chris Kelly, of course. <laughs> He's back on the show with the Bamoa phone stand. Um, the phone stand, tablet stand, adjustable phone dock. Do you ever need to prop your phone up? He questions. Maybe you like to watch films or like me, you follow along with cookery channels on YouTube or stand your phone up while listening to music or podcasts. 
This was a request from Mrs. Kelly for Christmas, and I have, <laughs> I have to say that I'm blown away by how good the product is. While it's nothing more than three bits of aluminium connected by two hinges, the tension in the hinges is just perfect to allow it to adjust smoothly, but also support the uh, phone without collapsing. Thoroughly recommended. I was so impressed with the look of this and what Chris said that I ordered one today. Now, it's Friday today, and there's a flash sale on today, and it's reduced from 10 quid to £6.79 but probably by the time you listen to this I'm very sorry to bring your hopes up it's probably it's probably too late <laughs> yes. and if it is too late for you then you can do what Chris did in his DIY department which was um, a photograph of this in the MeWe group He's um, he says that he's been using this um, this method to hold his phone for some years which is a, a torn up egg box <laughs> which is kind of cleverly shaped so that there are two prongs pronging up to hold the back of the phone and, um, you know, it sits in the middle of it. it. A bit difficult to describe, but there there is a photograph in the MeWe group, so have a look Have a look at that. Cheap as egg and chips, he says. It did, I did make me laugh, and it made Adrian Bryan laugh as well. He said, save having, <laughs> saves having to shell out, um, bum, that sort of thing makes me egg static. Uh, so uh, here we uh, go. Thank uh, you, Chris. You've started another round of egg jokes. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Do you know what? <clears throat> I have to say, as we all know and are tired of hearing about, I love my Planet Computers Cosmo, which is effectively a weeny tiny little laptop, so I don't need a stand. Uh, no, no, no. Anyway, very good. That is, that is a really nice little looking device. And I um, could use one as well because I'm currently, I'm currently using a phone that's got no Qi charging. And so I've got to plug it in anyway. So that will actually face it to my um, to my bedside when I'm using it. And if it's as good as you're saying it is, Chris, then what's not to like? It is very nice. It's it, it, when I first saw it on MeWe, I thought it was some kind of terribly clever hinge for opening a door in two directions at once or something. Yeah. And then I saw what it really was. Yeah, very nice, very attractive. Thank you very much, Chris Kelly, and thank you, Gareth Williams, for bringing us the Sony HX four hundred V camera. Uh-huh. Gareth said, I decided to take some shots of the moon, and so I purchased this camera after a great deal of research. The zoom does 50 times optical and up to 100 times usable digital zoom. And if you are so inclined, up to 200 times super digital Mm, zoom. And macro is great on it too. It does not shoot raw. It has a limited battery and a small sensor size. But for sheer enjoyment and -and grab-and-go fun, I would look nowhere else. If you can find one... Uh, new, you're looking at 300 to 450 pounds, or a lot more secondhand from opportunists online due to scarcity. Mm. I found mine for a great deal less by checking CEX website regularly. Um, and there's a picture of it, and I actually had a, a couple of messages back and forth with Gareth about it, and we posted some uh, pictures of the moon that we'd both taken. I like the look of this very much. It's a nice, cute, sexy little compact camera. For me personally, I would have a major qualm, which is it doesn't have what I would call a proper, in inverted commas, viewfinder. I think oh, it's I'm got too... an LCD. Yeah, I'm too long in the tooth to be able to use a camera that you don't actually hold up to your eye. But that's purely me being an being. Oh a no, no, I think man. you do. I think you hold it up to your eye, don't you? Um, I see. 
Oh, uh, um, oh, yeah, oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. oh, Mrs. Matron, don't. It's, oh, but it's but not, it's an not an octopus. Right, order. there was my folly. Yeah. I didn't look at the picture from the back. I only looked yeah. from the front, and I assumed. So my apologies to Gareth and to all. It does, but as you say, Ted, it's not actually optical. No, no. Uh, even so, okay. So I take it all back. <laughs> These these super zoom cameras are really good. They he's right. They tend to not have very good big sensors, yes. but they make up for it by the glass. You know, they they've just got real. They've got proper glass with proper optical zooms on them. In and you you do you can do things with them that you just cannot do with phones. This is one of the big arguments that I have all the time with mobile phone photography. You can't do this to the same degree, and to get fifty times optical zoom, you you there isn't a phone phone because physics wouldn't let you do that with with proper bits of glass totally i'm with you there ted i do not understand and with all due respect to 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 steve litchfield and to the phone show i love the phone show podcast i wouldn't miss it for the world but the camera sections do always make me think it's a phone it's not a camera so yeah yeah. um yeah and again looking at this in in the new light of of uh, (laughs) Not being quite so stupid. It does look like an extremely nice little camera to own. And as you say, in the middle, in between phone photography and your major serious DSLRs, this this sits very nicely in the middle. Indeed it does. It does indeed. Last one for our pot this week from our lovely listeners is Ian Barton, who um, has his second mention this time, the Lesfit Portable Folding Stool. Uh, a new stool, he says. No giggling at the back. <laughs> We've had poo scanners already. I yes. think I've got over it. We have some very old tripod-style stools, says Ian, which are now worn out. I wanted to get a replacement that was light and folded down into a small package and that I could carry on walks or when camping. I'm quite tall and my knees and back are gradually wearing out. Thus, I find getting up from something that's very low down much harder than when I was 18, obviously. This stool folds up into a very small package, weighs 380 grams, and the seat is 31.5 centimetres above ground, whatever that is in old money, um, so higher than most comparable seats. And it does look like a nifty little, um, a nifty little seat. 380 grams is the, the weight of about two mobile phones. That's really um, very, very light, isn't it? What a nifty little stool. This is very nifty. I'm thinking I want one in my car just to keep in the car for whenever. And also, when I'm filming, if I ever film again, we have a box called the Everything Box, which, Mm -hmm. as the name describes, just anything we might conceivably need while on a film shoot. And this is the kind of thing that could sit in there as well. Uh uh, Oh, here we go. 12.4 inches is 31 and a half centimetres. So it's about a foot. It's about a foot high, yeah. I would have thought that was still too low. But it must be a footstool. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, it is low. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a it's not a, a lazy boy, is it? It's just a, a, a something that you can carry with you to sit down on if necessary. And it folds up neatly. And it's got, the pictures are showing a bag there. £14.47, incidentally. Um, and yeah, it folds up into a neat little bag and uh, shows you how to fold it up and blah, blah, blah. Very nice, yes. Very nice. I want three of those. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll be big enough for my bum, mind you. <laughs> Let's have a jingle. Ted's Top Tips, Ted's Top Tips, Ted's Top Tips. <laughs> this is a tip that I stumbled on upon online, but I have also um, tested this out in the past, and it does kind of work. Cleaning potatoes and other veg via a dishwasher. 
Sounds bizarre, doesn't it? But it really does clean dirty vegetables when you're too lazy to scrub them. So you put your potatoes into the dishwasher across where you normally put the plates and you put uh, the, the, the machine on a cold rinse. Obviously, you don't put any soap and soap powder in there. Yes. Um, and, and put it through on a cold rinse and it um, absolutely cleans the vegetables, whatever they are, gets the filth off and makes them nice and clean. And then you can really seriously considering not peeling them because actually potato skin is perfectly good to eat and it's full of roughage. I also, I also used to put my glasses, you know, another top tip, my spectacles glasses in the dishwasher. I used to do that regularly. You, you just take your glasses off and put them in the bit where you normally put the cutlery. Um, yeah. And they come out just absolutely perfectly, more clean than you could ever do yourself by using all sorts of cloths and gadgets. Um, you obviously have to be a bit careful that it's not too hot because um, plastic bits on pairs of glasses will kind of melt, yes, I guess. Yes, yes. Um, and I think I said on the show once before, I once put my Crocs in there. But if, if you do that, don't do what I did, which was I put it through on a normal wash. And they well, they, did, they didn't melt, but they, they completely <laughs> deformed and they, they shrunk. And the, it was just too hot for them. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, loads of ideas about using a dishwasher, which I stumbled upon online and then remembered that I'd actually done it myself as well. And you can wash dishwashers. There was another t- um, tip about cooking fish in the dishwasher yes i've heard that one before wrapping it up in silver foil and cooking it yeah yeah you get get a get a pea, uh, rainbow trout or something and wrap it in um foil and put all your lemon and herbs and whatever else in wrap it up put it in there and um use the steam function <laughs> I, I, you know thinking on your feet i suppose and just something you know. to experiment with during lockdown really yeah 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 absolutely but certainly cleaning potatoes is great Do you know what, Ted? Do you remember uh, a while ago I was looking for, and I still am, but I've just given up, a way of cleaning glasses. Do you remember those little vessels that they do ultra cleaning with distilled water and you can put jewellery in and and little bits and pieces? And I was hoping to find something like that for glasses, something I could have on my desk that put my glasses in and when I next pick them up and put them on, they're properly cleaned. And I eventually gave up completely. Well, you found it, Ted. Yeah, have you got a dishwasher? (laughs) Yeah, we have a dishwasher. Right. Yeah, yeah, just put your glass... Seriously, make sure, as I say, don't melt any plastic bits, but they, they, they come out absolutely sparkling clean. You've never seen your glasses so clean. I will, because I buy my glasses online for literally around 10, 12 quid a pair. So even if I bugger up one pair of glasses, that doesn't matter. I have them in all rooms of the house and I can... Yeah, I can afford to risk a pair. I'll yeah, take yeah. a punt for the team. Yeah, <laughs> give, it, give it a go. I think you'll, um, you'll see clearly afterwards. Oh, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. Um, yes, cheapest chips. One thing I found for a penny. A penny? It's an LED USB light for a penny. A penny? Well, actually, it's one ninety nine post and package. We didn't have a ruling on that, did we? We did we not, did... sir. No. 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 There's no ruling. Anyway, this is a little um, uh, LED um, USB light, which is simple. We've spoken about these before, but it's just really, really cheap, this one. It's absolutely fine. It does the job. 
you poke it into your USB port on your computer or on your power bank or wherever you want to stick it in, in for power from a USB-A socket. And the thing is bendy. You can bend it around to move the light around. Um, we, we've spoken about these before. We the, have. the point was that it was just really, really cheap and it works absolutely fine. And yeah, okay, it's £2 really, but it's still cheap as chips. Um, and yes, 1p. <laughs> And looks like a toothbrush. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I approve. I agree with everything you said, and I think it's fabulous, and I've had these in the past, and I certainly concur it's a great little purchase, but it's £2. I'm sorry. It's not a penny. <laughs> I, the reason we never made that um, jurisdiction with uh, our cheapest chips regulations is because Amazon don't normally do that. It's normally eBay that do this awful trick of saying yeah. the product costs a penny and the postage is £480. Yeah. Um, I would advocate a law against that. I don't approve of that at all. But there you are. Still, even even so, even at £2, it's still cheapest chip. So I'll be quiet. It's an absolute disgrace. I'm going to write to my MP. Oh, I know. While you do that, <clears throat> I'll clear my throat and play a jingle. <laughs> I want one. I want one. <clears throat> it's you. Nutter, again. <laughs> I've, do you know, I've, I've come to the conclusion that I don't like other human beings much. I, 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 okay. If you think about my kind of track record of... I live in a, um, a, a static home. I used to have a motorhome. I, before that, I had a caravan. And after that, I had a caravan. I lived in isolation for so much of my life that I've just come to the conclusion that I find... Even when I was married, I had a shed in the garden. And to be honest, I spent an awful lot of time in my shed. And I know other men will say the same thing. And women, they'll say that they've got their man cave or woman cave or whatever, and they spend lots... But I just do um, actually think um, there's something wrong with me, to be honest, because I, I, I'm so OK with my own company. Um, do you and, say and... bar humbug a lot in December? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the kind of thing. I just don't like people or animals or anything else in the whole world. I want the whole world to myself. Right, OK. Anyway, what are we advocating so, on, that, so, so on that premise? The, 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 the I want one of those is this thing that I stumbled upon called a study pod, and it's made by a company called Livit. And it costs um, upwards of about £12,000. But it's basically a box. And you put this box wherever you want to put it. There's no there's no um, services connected to it. So you've got no toilet or anything. And it's about, I don't know, 10 foot wide by 10 foot high. But it's, it's a cube. And on one face of it, there's a um, piece of uh, a glass, which is see-through one way only. So it's dark on one side. And you can have it kitted out with whatever you like. You can make it into a bedroom or you can put a desk and a chair in there. Or you can just put bean bags in there and a music centre. I mean, you'd have to put power into it. I think there's a... There's, there's means for putting power for lights and stuff. But essentially, apart from that, you can just put this thing where you like. And you're on your own. You, there's, no one else is in the world, as far as you're concerned. And you can just disappear, and it's your own space. It's your man cave where no one can disturb you, and you can just be on your own. It, look, I'm looking at the picture, which is why I've been giggling in the background, Ted. It's, you're quite right. You know, it looks like something Ikea would make. It looks like a giant version of those Ikea... You know those Ikea cube cuboid 
system they have where you buy furniture and yeah, shelving yeah. and all. It looks like, you know, I mean, you could write, you could call it the IKEA TED with an umlaut over the E. So it's the IKEA TED <laughs> and you just put it in your room and you keep your TED in it. I think it's fabulous. Yeah, and uh, I somehow concur with you, you know. If you look down at more at the pictures, they've got some pictures of it being set up as a, you know, all joking aside, you know, someone's put it as a little office in a, yeah. building, a building site, for example. So around them, the team are doing the building and you've got a space where the manager or foreman can go to do their paperwork. And there's also a picture of someone using one in a um, film studio, a photography studio. And again, you know, you've got a space then to keep Oh, organized. totally. I think joking aside, it is certainly a, a, a usable, sensible idea. Like one, there's a picture yeah. here somebody using it as a bedroom all they yeah, yeah. literally there yeah. is the bed you open the door and you're on the bed yeah yeah but, but you could have a single so. bed you could indeed yeah no so- I, I don't i don't disagree with that at all ted it reminds me of a postcard i have on the wall that somebody sent me some years ago and i liked it so much it's been on the wall ever since it says i don't like morning people or mornings or people yeah brilliant <laughs> that, that's, yeah. so I'm, I'm with you on that one ted yes let's get a couple of those and have one each i think we should <laughs> Yeah, great fun, and obviously um, it's definitely an I want one of those, but or two um, of those. It's, yeah, it's, it's so stupidly expensive, um, and and actually you, you oh, still yes, I didn't say what is the price, st- Ted? I didn't notice well, the price. About eleven thousand upwards. Oh um, goodness. But what I was going to say was that you still need to put it somewhere. So you, you've got to have somewhere to, to you know, you, you can't just say, right, that's me and I'm that's me. I'm on the road with this. You, you, yes. It's not a caravan. No. So you, you, you still got to have a bit of land or something to put it on. But it, it just looked like a, a really nice little idea. For the upper class hermit. Yes. <laughs> now, talking of talking of wanting two, I want two of something as well. Ah. Two shoes. Um, two soups, <laughs> two shoes. Um, I, these these popped up as an advert, and I'm, I'm very against adverts. And, and just because I'm strange and pedantic and old and grumpy, I try to avoid adverts and never look at something, even if it tempts me. But once in a while, I give in. And, and as I did with the Allbirds Mizzles, which turn out to be some sort of rather expensive but rather nice, sexy-looking woolen shoes Ooh, yeah. uh, with a you know a solid rubber decent thick base but with a lovely comfy woolly merino sheep upper soft and cozy mm. on the inside and relatively soft and very attractive on the outside I posted on MeWe uh, a photograph of a pair of boots that I bought in New Zealand a million years ago when I lived there goodness me 30, 20, 30 years ago, which I still have and wear from time to time and adore. And I, I mean, these muzzles are what, 100, 200 pounds a pair? I don't think I would even consider buying some, but they're right. jolly nice. And an update to all of this is that since I fa- first found these and discussed them on MeWe, I've discovered that Allbirds also make a thing called a men's wool lounger, which is £95, not quite so extortionate, and they're even more beautiful. That's basically a, it's, it's a conventional bedroom slipper, but it's a bedroom slipper made in their style with their m- m- lovely materials and does look absolutely gorgeous. They look lovely, yeah. They look really, really nice. Um, and I wish I could afford a pair. Me too. No, I, I, w- I wish I could commission them to make a pair of size 15s. <laughs> well, now, here's another question, Ted. Even I mean, I'm sorry that, I'm sorry that you, <laughs> you're Bigfoot and you have, we can't get any to fit you. But even if we could, the thing with the Crocs, though, could you be prized away from your Crocs to try something like this? Or are you really too much set in your ways, set in your Crocs? Well, one of the reasons I wear Crocs all the time is because um, I have gout and I have to be really careful about squashing my feet. Right. 
and I've got huge feet. Um, in actual fact, I think my feet um, have grown because I, I wear Crocs size 14. And I noticed um, just recently that my, my the back of my foot is coming right to the very back of the of the edge. And I, I think, you know, it might, may not be long before I'm on, on to size 15. I don't know. At, at no, my I age, think they shrunk in the dishwasher. Yeah. I think I, I thought at my age, you're not supposed to have growing feet still. Surely are you? That's a pro- yeah. That I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I, um, I, I really, really like the look of these, and I would love to have a pair of those. And I, they just look adorable. They look really cute and lovely. And yeah, absolutely. And of course, they make it even harder to resist with waxing on about how free return, thirty day, no question, no quibble, return it if you don't like it. So you know they obviously have confidence in their product. Is the the company oh, called oh, dear, oh, dear, All Bird? Oh, dear. Is it All Birds? All Bird. All birds, never heard of them before. No, so no. again, one, one would have to do a, a you know a trust pilot check. Do you to think? See the, if they... the, do you think they only employ women? <sighs> <laughs> still using and still using. Oh, and it's me this time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't concentrating. I was snuggled up under my Fogarty duvet. Do you remember, Ted, a thousand years ago when a bright new young idiot called Aidan Bell first joined Whatever Works? I do. And the first thing he brought in November 2016 was a Fogarty duvet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which I is actually remember, taking yeah. your credit because the reason I bought one is because you had a friend who recommended one and you talked That's about right. it on the yeah. show. And I thought, oh, I've got to get me one of those. And I did. Uh, and I love it. And I still use it. Three years later, it's still going strong. This um, was the one that was um, not too hot in the summer and not too cold in the winter, wasn't yes, it? Yes. Yeah? Unfortunately, yeah. the not too hot in the summer bit didn't quite work out. I do uh. actually, uh, what's the word, toggle it with a much lighter summer duvet. So when we get to, if we get to really warm weather in the middle of July, August time, I will then swap over to a lighter duvet for that short period of time. Could, you say, the, that you, could you say that you toggle the togs? I toggle the togs, I do. When I'm not toggle-togging... <laughs> I'm under the Fogarty, the Fogarty Toggle Toggart. And it, it, Fogarty sounds Irish. I'm under me Fogarty Toggle Toggart. And I love it. I mean, it, it's, it's one of the USPs is it's, it's squashed. It looks from new as if it's an ancient duvet that's got squashed over time. It's not a huge puffy duvet. Um, it's, 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 I think I described it as like lying under a pancake, which is basically, it's just fabulous. It's a fabulous duvet. It's so warm in the winter, even though it's not that thick, but it's heavy. It's, it's heavy. It's gorgeous. Uh, you know, it's a duvet. What can I say? Except that it's kept on going. And unlike some duvets, it hasn't died over time. It's three years on, still going strong. And I'm still a poet and I didn't know it. Who was your friend? I really should send her a letter and thank her. Um, I can't remember who it was. Well, it's, anyway. t- it's too long ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at the link for, that we've, we're going to have a supply people on that, and it's, um, it's no longer available. I suppose they still... Is Fogarty still a thing? That I do not know. One could look up Fogarty Duvea and just, in heavens forbid, outside of Google. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. they else they, is selling one. Oh, yes, you can. Yeah, them, yes. Fogarty's homepage is there. So, yes. Yeah, they are definitely available. I have no recollection whatsoever what I paid for it. 
Um, I don't think it was particularly cheap or particularly expensive. I think it was probably sort of mid-range, sort of John Lewis kind of price. <laughs> right, yeah. And um, I love it. I mean, it really has served me extremely well. And I'm one of those people who would have that conversation regarding beds and say, you know, how long do you spend in your car? How long do you spend in your bed? Why are you spending £10,000 on a car and, you know, 50p on your bed? I'm, I'm a big advocate of having a proper bed and a proper mattress and taking care of your health and looking after yourself sensibly so for sure if I felt this duvet was no longer fit for purpose I would be replacing it but I see no reason to I'm very very happy with my Fogarty duvet excellent well done well I'm still using my games machine ah. which is a handheld Nintendo 3DS XL which I brought to whatever works on show 31 in April 17 and I am still using this well not probably daily but I, certainly <laughs> certainly weekly um you know a couple of times a week I, I I get the thing out and I play some more games on it and it's just perfect for me um I talked to Gareth on tech addicts quite a lot about games and Stadia and all the stuff that he does on Xboxes and, and, and Playstations and all this sort of thing. And it really doesn't interest me very much. But these little Nintendo machines, I, they just always... Ever since the first Game Boy I had, I just always had one. And I got... I. No real need to um, feel... I don't feel a real need to change that or to update it or to get a new one. Um and, and I mean, you can't buy these anymore. Not, not new, I don't think. Um, and people have moved on to this uh, Nintendo Switch Lite. And I'm sometimes tempted by that. But it just seems a bit of a silly, silly waste of money when this one is so good and it does everything I need. Um, Angry Birds, I just love playing that. Ma Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Tetris. You remember Tetris. Um, the 3D bit on it gives me a headache, so I do turn that off. The battery is rechargeable inside it, and it lasts about four or five hours and it takes a couple of hours to charge up still seems to be good enough you know it's not like it, the battery's dying after three or four years um and i recently also remember that you can hook it up online which i did i'd forgotten all about that and i got a game that i love playing and i've been doing that one as well which was super mario world and the, and i'd completely forgotten that it actually it was advanced enough at the time to be um you know you could you could put your wi-fi into it and get online and go to their store and buy some buy buy one if you want to anyway hours of fun and i'm still using my nintendo 3ds xl now here's the thing ted I'm curious. I'm not a gamer. I confess I have nothing against games. I have no disrespect to gamers. I just don't play games myself. So I'm curious. I would have thought, what are we saying? Four years seems to me an incredible amount of time for any technology these days. Are you? Is, is it not a case that the gaming world has moved on to such a degree that you really feel you ought to be keeping up with it? Or is there something about this particular four-year-old game machine that really keeps drawing you back to it? It just it just works for me. I, I find it the right size in my hands. Um, the screen it's got two screens on it. One on the on the on the bottom of the um, of the thing when you open it up. It's a clamshell when you open it up, and there's a screen on the bottom and a screen on top. So the the bottom one is a resistive screen, which you've got to use either the the the, the stylus that that is inside the machine to use, or your fingernail to select things on there. But the main playing one is the one in front of you. Um, and it's it's just fine. The sound is really good. The speaker is the the speakers are really good. The um, the volume is really high. If you want it to be, you can put headphones in if you want to. 
the whole thing just seems to me while I've still got the games that I want to play on it. I mean, when the, the day when the battery dies, I don't know what I'll do. I suppose I'll have to move on. But for yeah. me, the um, the kind of games that I want to play, these kind of Nintendo simple um, games that I've got used to playing over the years, th- this is what it is. If you go to do some of the stuff that Gareth does, you know, it's all this kind of one-person shooter and you're, you're some lone, um, you know, mercenary in the yeah, middle of some yes. jungle and killing everyone and, <laughs> and, and or, or ripping off zombies' Right, heads so it's a totally or, different you know. style of game, yeah. yes. And, yeah. and to me... I I think you can still live um, a few years behind with Nintendo gear, um, so much so that I'm completely content with it. If it Does that broke, answer your question? Fi- if it yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Absolutely. Yeah. Here, here. Now, here's where we would have a jingle, but you'll have to sing instead, Ted. Not again. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. And so now... <laughs> 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 reviews right what have you brought for our, what's your main review ted what's your main review this week <laughs> I, I'm, I'm afraid i don't really have a main review the only thing i can tell you it's not a review it's just to con- con- continue to wax lyrical about this extraordinary sensor light do you remember the cheapest chips light that i brought on how could you forget yeah yeah that was just so incredible well Blow me, because I'm an idiot and I never read the instructions, um, I decided to have a quick look at this single-page instruction sheet, you know, badly written Chinese, uh, before I chucked it away. And I realised this thing's got a, a, a dimmer on it as well. Not only is it a touch switch on a metal case to, to, to trigger on and off, and the on-off is, a, as I said before, a gentle up and a gentle down, not a snap. Um, it's also dimmable. If you hold your finger on the touch switch, it goes from very... It, it toggles, there's that word again, between off and full brightness, up and down. And you can release your finger at the point of illumination that you want to maintain. And it has a memory inside, so the next time it comes on via its... Um, PIR sensor, it will come on at the setting that you set it. Wow. So it, it just it's it's just the light that keeps giving and giving. Yeah, yeah. Fiendish. I just bought one. Oh, has it arrived? No, because I only ordered it today, but um, it will arrive tomorrow. And you, you banged on about this so much that I thought I've got to get one in and see what it does. It just so happens that um, I do have a need for one, which is underneath a um, a, a cupboard which um, shines down onto a um, a work surface in the kitchen. Um, and the and the the uh, that used to have one of these traditional bulbs with a. Um, what do you call it? A starter unit in it. Oh, yes, like a, yes. Um, yeah. And and it packed up recently. So I thought, well, I'll get this in and put that there and see if it works and see if we actually need to repair the old one or perhaps this will do the job. Oh, it and better be good, hasn't it? it? Oh, I bet you'll get yeah. the runt of the litter. You'll get the rotten one that has to be sent back and never speak to me again. I've Well, I, I bought two more since we last spoke, Ted. Ah. <laughs> it just couldn't stop. Right. And where, where have you put those? I've got one outside in the hallway for the night time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one is on a shelf in my bedroom, so that when I need another one, I've got it. Brilliant. And and have you n- done a further assessment on how how well the battery does? Um, no, because the battery hasn't run out yet. Oh right, okay. So when well, that you ha- obviously you obviously don't move around enough, do you? <laughs> That's probably what it is. It just sits in the dark day in day out, never gets used. Damn, you found me out. <laughs> right. Anyway, time for a proper review. What have you got? Well, yeah, kind of. It's the Dymo Letratag LT100T Plus. And this oh, that, is yes. an update. <laughs> I, the, I, the, the, um, the Dymo machines print labels. And some of us who uh, can't get jobs in libraries 
um, go around putting labels on things. And you're the same, I know, because we, <laughs> we've spoken about it before. Sorry, Ted, that was very, very good. <laughs> Sorry? You made it funny. That was a lovely one. That was a Jolly good line. Good. Thank you. Sorry, I don't mean to patronise, but I did sound that funny. Carry on. Really good. Right, OK. Thank you so much. Um, so, some time ago, probably years ago, I brought the A to Z one, the, the A to Z laid out um, keys, which over time is just really annoying because we're so used to working with QWERTY keyboards that... You just, every time you're typing a letter, you've got to look at the thing and try and fi find the letter because your brain just works in QWERTY. Anyway, so... Yeah, it, it's like trying to find things on ITV Hub, for instance. I know yes, exactly what yes, you're saying. Yes, exactly. Um, so, anyway, Mum, for Christmas, we decided to get her, I decided to get her, um, a proper QWERTY one because she had the same one as I had. And this one is bigger, and so it's helpful for her hands as well. Um, and it's QWERTY. Um, th there's bigger fonts available. There's more characters. There's bold, more bold and italic options. The whole thing is just bigger, and uh, um, it's got a, a whole much a better bunch of things um, going for it. It takes the same cartridges as, as the... Um, um, the smaller one as well, which is really handy, um, and it's um, the it's all about the space. I think with older eyes and less nimble fingers, it's much easier to use. And everyone's brain is in QWERTY, as we said. Um, the A to Z one. Well, it wasn't exactly pocketable anyway, but this one is even bigger. So this is not one that you're going to carry around with you. This is to sit on a desk and be used at home. Um, yes. And it's decent enough quality. It takes the same four AA batteries as the, the um, A to Z one did. Um, and they last um, a, a, an awful long time, I think. Um, but you can also buy for each um, of them, you can buy uh, for each one of them a, a power cable if you want to. Um, anyway, mum's thrilled with it over the old one. And and here's the rub, is that the, the, the smaller um, A to Z one is £23. Yeah. And the... Um, this new one, this bigger one with the QWERTY, is only £25. It's only £2 more. Wow. And so it's like a no-brainer almost. And, and she's really, really pleased with it. And um, I remember we spoke about this on the show before because you were going to send me to try out um, some sort of Dymo machine you had, weren't you? Yes, I, I did, a, I did the, the, the classic Aidan Bell searching and I remember looking at this one that you've bought and considering it before I found one um, that is for the PC that's actually designed the, the, the plugs into the computer that's and right, is yeah. run by software in the computer. Uh, and so I eventually opted for that. And I'm very, very happy with mine. But as I say, the one that you, you, you bought for your mother, I actually was, 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 I was about to click the button and buy it until I discovered the PC one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So all of them are pretty good, I think. But that over time, that A to Z thingy is just annoying. Um, but we'll link to your one in the, in the show notes as well. The, the because you you still what you do with the computer is that you you tell it what to print. You still get the labels coming out, don't you? You still get the labels yeah. coming out, but you get a lot. You get even more. I mean, you say that your mother now has more variety of fonts and and various things she can do with the yeah. one you've bought her. With the computer one, that's even up to another level. You can actually put in very gentle artwork, uh, and and of course you can use any font that you've got in the computer and all that kind of thing. So that is good fun. 
Yeah, yeah, um, and, and I, do you know what? I mean, I, I'm sorry to, to, to laugh <laughs> earlier on when you made that wonderful joke about librarians, but I totally share that. That's why I was laughing, because the joy of labelling things, it's a bit sort of Monty Python, putting things on top of other things. Anything that can be labelled yeah. should be labelled. I've inherited that from my mother, <laughs> for sure, who loves to label everything. And I'm the same. If I could, I'd go around the house with this thing, labelling everything, you know. Probably one good reason for getting Alzheimer. You can go around the house labelling everything. <laughs> yeah, and what's interesting also is that your um, computer one is not that much more again, is it? It's like 48 quid. 48 okay, at the moment, more. yes, yes. But, um, but, it, you know, but again, 25... you're then stuck to the computer. I mean, the beauty of the one you yeah. bought your mother is that you can go carry it around the house and take it away with you and do what you yeah, want. Yeah. This one is attached to the computer or the laptop or whatever, you, you know. Depends how creative you want to be, doesn't it? Yes. And trust you, you want to be a creative love. Well, you know, we do, it's funny, when you were talking about man caves earlier, I mean, that's what my studio is. My studio is my man yeah. cave. So yeah. the idea of having something else that I can attach to the computer. I mean, I think when we talked a couple of shows ago, I said I've got something like 40-odd USB think of devices plugged into yeah. my computer. I mean, that's just lunatic, but that's my yeah. man cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and so you have somewhere to get away from everyone else in the whole universe. Yes. Somewhere to call your own, like that little cube. <laughs> quick mention, before we leave reviews, quick mention for the... Um, you remember we talked about the omelette maker? Um, we did. Which we got some time ago. And um, I just wanted to mention that we got a second one, and we couldn't get exactly the same as the first one this time. So we got the second one, which is a Nutri-Q. I think it was the same make but it's a slightly different model, um, and it's better in one respect. So I linked to it in the show notes, and the respect that it's better in is that there's no clip holding the lid down. So if you put too much mixture in it, as I said when we reviewed the first one, it spills out all over the place, and um, the, you, you have to then do a clean-up job afterwards. Yes, yes. Whereas this new one hasn't got a clip on the lid. So what happens is that if you put too much um, liquid in there, as it gets bigger and cooks oh, and grows, it just, just pushes the lid right. up. Right, yes. It pushes the lid up, but keeps cooking. And in that respect, it's actually a bit better. So um, I'll link in the show notes to that. But, yeah, it, it, they're, they're, they're really nice. And we use these omelette makers. We still use them um, on a, you know, a couple of times a week. Um, they're really, really good. And they're, they're fast and quick and easy and so easy to clean and um, make you a really nourishing meal. You can be really creative with them and make whatever you kind of omelettes you want to. It, it's just really, really good fun and a, 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 a real good addition to any kitchen, I think. I'm very, very tempted, particularly because this week Tesco delivered us 12 eggs instead of six. <laughs> so, hmm, £14.95. Very tempting. Yeah, get the second one, though, without the clip. I mean, you could say, well, I'll just be really careful about it. Um, oh, no, it's gone. That one I've linked to there is the old one with the clip. Where's the new one? Oh, that's the new one. Yeah, yeah. It is so the new one. I'll, okay. I'll put yeah. I'll put I'll put, a li- I'll put a link in the show notes to both of them. Um, but it's the it's the one that's fourteen ninety five, um, which is the one without the clip. So be careful of that, folks. But yeah, what I was going to say was, I mean, if you're really careful about um, amounts you put in anyway, it won't be a problem. But if you're lapsadaisical like me, it could be. Excellent. <laughs> Better before. It's not really something 
much to discuss because I think nobody in their right minds would say that VHS cassettes are better than what we have now. Um, <laughs> I, I've made myself a little project during this current phase of lockdown. I've, dis- I've well, discovered, I knew I had them, but I've dug out the boxes of old VHS video cassettes from about 20, 25 years ago when I lived in Vienna and I was uh, having my Andy Warhol 15 minutes of fame and doing a lot of work. And so they are peppered with TV appearances and gigs and all sorts of interesting things. So I'm having an awful lot of fun digitising these and playing them into the computer and taking the bits that I want. Um, So from the artistic point of view, I'm having a ball. But from a technical viewpoint, I mean, my God, the quality of these cassettes. Now, also because they're very old and some of them are actually degrading almost to the point that I can't play them anymore. But it it just made me aware uh, of how much the quality of video has improved since the 90s, even 80s, from my copying here, uh, to now. Um, You know, I remember being stubborn and saying, I love VHS cassette. I don't want to have anything to do with these newfangled DVD rubbish. Keep VHS. (laughs) And now that I look at them, I think, what was I thinking? Uh, time heals, doesn't it? And um, yeah, it's, you know that, that's all. The, the point I wanted to make is that wasn't the te- wasn't it crap? Wasn't the quality terrible of VHS cassettes back in the day? And we didn't know. We didn't know what was coming twenty years, thirty years later down the line. And we thought VHS was the bee's knees, but my God, it wasn't. Yeah, I I, I find that I'm satisfied with. I, I get into trouble for saying this um, all over the place, but I, I'm happy with 720p quality. I, this this stuff really doesn't matter to me. If I had a cassette video now and I was still using it, I, I'd be all right with that. I think. Yeah, but I think it's, I agree with you, Ted. Sorry to interrupt. I'm I'm not just I'm happy with 720p, but this isn't even to do with the p. This is just to do with the the sheer the, the fact that it's analog and that it's full of noise and and, and white noise yeah, and fluffs yeah. and bumps and crackles right. and hisses okay. and it's just so horrible. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you in that respect. Um, and yeah, I, I'm sure that if you put them next to each other, it's a bit like anything, really, isn't it? If you if you put two things next to each other and compare them um, in 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 front of you, you say, "Oh, that's terrible," and "Oh, look at that, that's so much better." But if you were just you, that's what you had, and you were using it. Um, it I don't think that it, it's such a big deal, but. Yes, yeah, I, I certainly I, I, agree. There's a thing you t- we talk about in music. If you, if I played you a fantastic sample of a violinist, an, i.e. an artificial violin, you would say, my goodness, that's amazing. That sounds like a violin. And if I then played you a real violin playing the same thing, you'd say, oh, no, it isn't. It's awful. So, yes, it's how we yeah, perceive yeah. and what, what we, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I imagine that was really good fun. Again, you're back to your librarians thing. I expect you put labels on them all, didn't you? <laughs> Yes. Oh, I, that's what I'm suggesting. No, I was suggesting, Ted, that I've I'm just green. been rabbiting and now I'm due to rabbit again. I don't wish to discuss it any further. <laughs> okay. You're causing me. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm not going right, to... Right, OK, I'll, I'll go... F- I'll, no, you go first. OK, I'll go first. Right, well then. Now, there's a reason that I don't have a review this week, and that's because this is it. (laughs) I bought this in good faith, thinking, oh, that's fabulous. I'll enjoy using that, and I can review it on the show. And it was crap. 
I bought the silicon pancake mould with seven holes. And this basically is a lovely idea. In theory, it's a, it's a round circular piece of silicon that sits in your frying pan that has seven little holes within it. Imagine an old-fashioned egg poacher. Uh, you pop it in your frying pan, you mix up a batter, you pour the batter into each of the seven holes. Halfway through the cooking, you pick it up, you flip it, you put it down again. And then when it's finished cooking, you remove it all from the pan and you have seven lovely pancakes. Right. No, not at right. all. First of all, it was too damn big for the frying pan. Uh, I managed to find another frying pan in the back of a cupboard somewhere that was big enough, so that was fine. So I made sure that I I used plenty of butter, in fact, to really make sure the thing was going to stay nonstick. I put this thing in the pan. It, It just didn't work. I mean, it sat flat in the pan as it was meant to. Uh, Because of the wonderful waffle maker that you remember I did review on the show a while back, I have some waffle powder. So I mixed up the pancake mix powder, waffle powder. That was easy. I poured it into the holes and it just ran straight through and underneath, lifting the thing up and disappearing underneath. So it was it was a very messy pour. Once I'd finally got it all in, I waited and I waited and I tried taking hold of it's got two little sort of sticky out bits on either side. So you can lift this thing without burning yourself. I lifted it a bit and the pancakes were just staying and the thing was they they weren't lifting. They were just sticking to the pan. So I sort of shook the pan a bit so that they were free. Anyway. It it just didn't work. Eventually, I managed to sort of pick it up and just about turn it round. But I don't know. It it just didn't work. It's very difficult to describe. I basically just had a mess of burned pancake mix and uh, this silicon thing getting in the way. And my mother and I then sat down to a sort of burnt offering of bits of pancake. (laughs) Um, And I then washed this thing. Um, And again, I mean, credit to Amazon while I'm having a go at the silicon thing. I wrote in the Amazon box, in all honesty, this has been used and is therefore no longer in pristine condition. But they still accepted the refund and the return. And so back it went to Amazon. Um, Nice idea. Absolutely useless in the in the in the use of. I found it. Uh, I, I found it completely useless. Too much hassle. Much easier to make pancakes the old-fashioned way. A terrible product. Doesn't work. I wanted to make mini pancakes, but it doesn't sit flat in the pan. Don't bother. Just lie the flat in the blah blah. You didn't read the reviews, did of you? Of course, I didn't read the reviews. I was in bed. <laughs> I found this thing and I thought seven ninety nine. It could be here tomorrow. I'll review it in time for the show. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, oh, in my defence, Ted, if it had been something that had cost £799, I would certainly have read reviews <laughs> and looked at YouTube videos and considered it carefully. But I thought, oh, come on, seven quid, let's see what it's like. Well, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. crap. But still, at least I'm vindicated. Thank you. The reviews actually show that it's yeah, not just Aidan yeah. being an idiot. It's like uh, an idea that just didn't work. It didn't it? work at all. No, yeah. no. What a shame. But you could, um, yeah, if you like pancakes, you can make them easily without a, a tool like that, can't yes. you? Yes, or with the waffle maker that I did yeah. review on the show and that we love. And that the next day I said to my mother, well, we've got all this mix left. Let's have a proper waffle. And they were lovely. We had waffles the next day with no trouble at all. So good. There we go. What right, I've like? got, I've got. <laughs> well, I've got this, a very, very similar thing, which is a kitchen utensil, which we've ordered off of um, of Amazon, and we did look at the reviews, and there were people that were saying it's too small um, for our bread, and um, this is a bread slicing contraption, and it's a piece of plastic basically that you 
um, you, you unfold, you put the bread in that you've made with the new bread maker we got, along with everyone else on the MeWe group, um, and you put the bread into it, and it's got a slot in it, and you can change the thickness of the slice you want, and then put your knife in it, or your electric knife if you want, down this slot, and then cut your bits of bread. But the problem is that it's, well, for, apart from the fact that it's cheap, and plasticky, rubbishy kind of um, device at five pound ninety nine. Um, yeah, okay, it's cheap enough, as you said about your um, your, your pancake yes. maker. You kind of take a punt, don't you? But um, there were people that saying that it wasn't big enough for my loaf, and we thought, well, you know, perhaps the 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 bread maker is different or whatever but no sure enough even our bread maker you put this loaf in it and it doesn't fit sideways the only <laughs> way that you can get the loaf in there to slice it is to take off a lump of the right hand side and then when you've taken a lump off the right hand side you can then get it in, in in order to slice it but it's but apart from that it's just cheap and plastic and the bit that you put your knife through kind of holds together too closely and it's just it's just rubbish I, I think that the only way that you can get a bread slicer any sense is to get a proper butcher's um, ham slicer machine, yeah, yes, which yes. you can, which you can buy from Amazon for about fifty or sixty quid, um, and then just use a big, you know, a big rotating blade electrically to do that. We've we've had a look at the bamboo slicing machines as well, and. Um, uh, the, the, I think they're going to be similar. So I think at the end of the day, it's probably going to be a electric one. Well, as I keep how, saying, how do you cut yours? Uh, with, 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 the, with the old-fashioned way, with a bread knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that Mum likes about having her own bread is that she can have it really thin. She loves thin bread. Yes. And, and it's actually quite when you try and do it with a knife or even an electric knife, it's actually quite difficult to cut it as thin as she likes it. I mean, I quite like fat and thick bread, which is fine. But if you want it thin, it's yes. a bit um, difficult. Sorry, you were going to say. Well, I was also gonna, I was also thinking with people entering the generation of your mother, your and my mother's it's 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 a little uncomfortable to have them yielding um bread knives around the kitchen as well isn't it so it would be nice to have a device that can do it more safely um what i was going to say was again it's it's the wonderful thing about this show and the service we provide ladies and gentlemen that we can take a punt for the team and say don't buy the bread slicer don't buy the pancake maker yeah you know that's what we're here for folks indeed I've got Absolutely. A, I've got a really quick and really silly one. I had to ring Octopus Energy. We have our electricity with Octopus. We've got no problems. They're a good company. All is well. It just made me laugh. And they get a little tiny room on our one entry because when I rang them up this week, um, I was told, you know, the recorded message, we'll put you through as soon as possible. Here's some music. That's all fine. But the music that I found myself listening to was Auf Wiedersehen, Auf Wiedersehen, We'll Meet Again, Sweetheart by Vera Lynn. And I thought, well, that's not tactful, is it? <laughs> Talk about please hang up and phone again later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. It just... Alfie Zane, Alfie Zane. Well, it's like if you're hanging on on the phone and the music they're playing is actually saying to you, bye, bye-bye. It's, it's their way of saying off we don't want to oh, talk I to see. you oh i see what you mean oh. sorry i completely miss that thick as a plank oh dear never mind let's let's do some let's go the other way let's go to the other end of the extreme and see who gets a gold star this week yay yay i'm gonna give a gold star to 
Samsung. Okay. I got I, this 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 week. I got a, um, a phone in for review. The Samsung Galaxy A forty one, and I want to give a, a shout out to Samsung because in the box came a pair of earphones, which in itself is um, quite unusual these days. But actually. They were not bad. They were really quite okay. I did some tests with them against my decent headphones, and yeah, of course they're nowhere near, but they're really very good. They're not revolting in ear canal ones, infection encouraging things yes. that are revolting Ugh. that they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not start that one no, again. No, no. Um, but they're sensible outer ear ones. Um, simple, but really not a bad sound for casual listening. Um, you know, as I say, in a world where everyone else seems to have just completely stopped including earphones at all, um, and I was just really impressed. Um, I've not seen, I've not opened a phone box for quite a while now that has got um, earphones in. So good for you, Samsung. Gold star. I'm not sure whether this is a gold star or a room 101. I'm really betwixt oh and between. Dear. So we, it's Judge Barton, you'll need it. <laughs> My passport. I, I was browsing on the web, as one does, and I found myself reading up about passports. And it seems that the general um, consensus of opinion at the moment is that getting a new passport, getting a replacement passport is going to incur a lengthy wait at the moment due to Brexit, due to COVID and the whole travel industry situation. The basic advice was if you need a new passport, make sure you allow at least six months to get one. Now then, my passport expires in July, which is six months from now. And COVID willing, I have got a couple of trips tentatively planned for June and July. And so I thought, ooh, uh, maybe I better get a new passport. Yeeks. So I got on the web and I did the deal and I paid the £80 fee and I sent off my old passport expecting that sometime between now and six months time the new one would arrive. It arrived six days later. <laughs> it took them six days I got an email saying we've received a very good system email saying we've received your passport. Thank you. It's safe. I got another email a couple of days later saying we're processing in your new passport. And then lo and behold, on day number five, I got an email saying your passport has been sent out to you by special delivery. You'll get it tomorrow. And I did. Six days as opposed to six months. Now, my question is, do I put them into room 101 for scaring me into paying 80 quid for a new passport six months earlier than I needed to? Or do I put give them a gold star for extraordinarily fast turnaround, especially in these troubled times? Answers on a postcard. (laughs) So they get a gold 101. (laughs) How about that? There's a new category. No, that's really good, though, isn't it? I wonder why that's... um, You'd think that everyone would just be behind now, but perhaps they're not. Perhaps it's all so automated, so electrified... Electrified? Um, Digitised. Yeah. that The machines do the whole thing. I mean, even if, and I'm quite prepared to put my hands up and say, okay, maybe I was on a dodgy website and it was bad advice and there was no need to do it. Now, even so, six days... As you say, that is incredibly fast. And it's a very sexy passport. It's blue. I think that must be the new post-Brexit passport. It's blue. It's got my photograph in it about 12 times, which, of course, flatters my ego. Um, And, of course, the nice thing was it allowed me to send in any any picture I want. So I used one of my lovely, expensive professional headshots. So I look gorgeous in my new passport, too. 
Very nice. So there we are. Do you, get, do you get perhaps you get priority treatment because you're an actor? Yes. Oh, that, that's the point. In the same way as um, you know, footballers are allowed to travel. Why can't you? If you're an actor, you you, you that's a legitimate that thing. That could to do, be what it? it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actors can't go anywhere at the moment. But nobody needs a passport. Do you know? I laughed with my mother this week because we're still baffled, delighted but baffled that my mother has already had both her COVID vaccines. As of, yeah. goodness, two or three or four weeks ago now, she's been completely COVID vaccinated. Um, yep. And then I said to her, well, people often say that you sound like the Queen and mistake your speaking voice for the Queen. Maybe they thought you were the Queen and you got mm. yours first. Because <laughs> <laughs> she had hers before the Queen. This is yeah. what astounded me. Anyway. She's older. Is she older? Uh, no, 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 no. She's younger, no, than, she's younger, younger. Than, her, than Her Majesty. Right. Anyway, I don't know quite no. how we veered onto that one. <laughs> well, no, I'm interested to know if she got any um, after effects, any side effects, any ill No, feeling. I'm delighted to report to listeners one and all and your good self, Ted, that my mother had, I mean, when she got her first vaccine, we had a little champagne left over from her birthday. So we said, we're drinking that. <laughs> and when she got the phone call for the first one, then she had the first one. And then the amazing thing was the second one was the day after the cut-off date whereby they said anyone who's got one booked after this date you're not going to get it you're going to have to wait another 12 weeks but she didn't have to wait another 12 weeks the appointment went ahead i took her there she had her second jab and she's fit and fine and well no after effects no bad feelings and as far as i know she can go clubbing tonight and she'll be fine very good very good indeed (laughs) hello hazel glad you're well what is very grateful (laughs) (laughs) okay We're going to be back in two weeks' time with another show in glorious stereo. (laughs) Don't start that one again. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever works, dot works is where our show URL is, where you can find links to all the stuff you need to get to, including the show notes. TedSalmon.com is for me. AidenBell.com is for Aiden. And thank you so much, all of you, for keeping the MeWe group going, bringing your interesting stuff to the Whatever Works group there. Don't forget Pod Hub UK links to all the other podcasts that we're all involved in, and um, uh, do just to tune into those as well. Uh, so yes, all there is left to say really is, don't forget, whatever, whatever works, works. Bugger, we ran out of music. <laughs>